Rick, really good to see you back in the series for 2022. Um, I, I watched your um, launch video for your livery. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't think I've giggled so much uh, for a while. You weren't taking yourself overly seriously. No, I mean, <laughs> people should know, you know, that, let, let's be honest, that the reason I'm here is this was to fulfil a dream and to prove a point that, you know, everyone can get to where they want to go if they if, sort of work hard enough and your dreams can come true. And so... With me, obviously, I'm an entertainer, entertainer, I'm a musician, this is what I do for a living. So when the idea came of a livery launch, um, first of all, the car design came from basically, I looked at an 80 shell suit and I thought, right, <laughs> we're going to do that in car form. And then when it came to the livery launch, rather than just unveiling it under a blanket and do it all terribly seriously, I was like, come on, we've got to do something a little bit more fun. So <laughs> so the, the brief was 80s shell suit meets 90s music video. And um, we had an amazing dance academy in Carlisle called um, uh, Studio A who came down and just I sent them the music and sent them a picture of the car and said, just turn up and do whatever you want. <laughs> and, and that's kind of what happened. And it was just a lot of fun. Fantastic. Now, talking to the car, you've uh, moved teams, you've, you've got a new ride for uh, this year tell me why you've moved and what your impressions are of the new car um well i mean i, I can't really tell you much about the new car because i actually haven't really sat in it as yet um not even sat in it no okay no. it's been um we've had a few issues with build you know i mean with everything happening with the hybrid and everything else you know i think it was quite tough to for everyone to get all the cars in and also um the engine we're the only rear wheel drive uh that's using the M Sport engine. And so the whole car essentially had to be completely rebuilt. And um, so mine was third in line, you know, and so it's it's been done, it's ready for tomorrow, which is great. And so tomorrow for me will be a bit of a shakedown, but we're going to Silverstone the next day and then Brands as well. So I will get a, a fair bit of time. I wouldn't say it's ideal, you know, we would have loved to have been out earlier and especially getting to learn the hybrid system and everything else that's involved. And also it's a new car to me, you know, yeah, I've come from rear wheel drive, but I'm used to rear wheel drive with downforce, which is substantially different to this. So, but I do think, um, the physicality of the car, you know, being rear-wheel drive will suit me because I've had 10 years of it previous to this. So I think um, the, the last time I sat on the left-hand side of the car, shifted with my right hand and had a rear-wheel drive car was in 2013. But that wasn't a bad year because I won GT4. So, yes, you know, say. there we go. So was that was the going back to rear-wheel drive a fundamental part of your thinking? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I followed Carl Baldley quite a lot last year. <laughs> and um, just... Um, dynamically when I was following the car you know I, I could almost sense what was going on so it was definitely a bit of emotion memory if you like you know so um and it, it seemed to come out of corners really well <laughs> you know, so I I just um and also you know it was it was a it's a proven winning car you know Aiden's won in it um Ash has won in it and so um if they can win in it then I'd like to be able to at least score some points in mm. it so there you are so you've got a fairly steep learning curve between now and Donington the, yeah. some of the other teams uh, the drivers have got at least a couple of tests under their under their belt on top of that I'm, I'm not going to worry you but um the hybrid means a lot more thinking another button different strategy different approach to racing that's a lot to get your head around. Yeah, and you know what? I'm from the Commodore 64 era, right? You know, I'm not from the PlayStation era, so all these buttons confuse the hell out of me, you know, and as if the um, starting process isn't, uh, isn't, you know, difficult enough, they've added another button into it. Um, but um, you know what? Sometimes old dogs do need to learn new tricks. I'm just happy that Plato's back because it means I'm not the oldest on the grid. <laughs> Love you, J JP, obviously. Um, what expectation have you put on yourself 
uh, Rick, for this season? I mean, what would your line in the sand? If, if we were to, uh, to look ahead to the chat we might have at halfway through the season, for example, what is that halfway point uh, line in the sand that you'd like to get to? Well, you know, I, I've everyone told me how difficult your year one would be. Mm. You know, you have to learn all the intricacies of racing. And for me, obviously, it was a massive baptism of fire. First of all, going to front wheel drive. Second of all, standing starts. Third of all, the closeness and the proximity and the, you know, let's be honest, the physicality of this championship. Sprint racing, it's a whole different mindset. Um, it started to really click with me when I was at Thruxton the second time round. And because I was getting quite frustrated with myself, you know, and, um, and when I sort of decided, you know, I wasn't actually going to come back <laughs> originally, I drove the best I've ever driven. And then it clicked, you know, and then it made sense in my head. So um, I, I think I'll have a mental approach, which will be fundamentally different from last year. You know, I won't take it so seriously. I've got to be able to enjoy it. You know, the great thing is I'm in BTCC. I used to sell ads on Autosport magazine <laughs> and watch, you know, Plato and Neil and everybody and Shed and everybody. And this was how how on earth was I ever going to go from that to being on the grid? Mm -hmm. This is an amazing thing to be able to have achieved. And my message, and of also, you know, having suffered so badly with Crohn's and everything else, you know, and the fact that I was able to turn this around and come through the ranks, essentially, and this was my last sort of thing that I needed to conquer. Um, so for me, it's just amazing to be here. And that is all the expectation I'm putting on myself. Mm -hmm. I would love to score some points this year, you know, um, and I'm not saying I'm not going to win races. I'm pretty certain of that unless everyone has a massive hybrid failure and I get a reverse grid and I'm on pole. Trust me, I will be the widest car you've ever seen. I'll be kicking the doors open to make sure people don't pass. But um, failing something like that, you know, I'm 47. I'm an AM. I'm a bronze graded driver. I'm the only AM and bronze graded driver on, on, on the grid. I'm the second oldest on the grid and I'm a full time musician. So... But apart you know, from that. But apart from that, <laughs> in fact, when you put it like that, what on earth am I doing here? <laughs> Pull your socks you know? off. It, so <laughs> to score some points would yeah. be great, you know, and um, and just to start mixing it up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what uh, are your plans after this season? Do you know yet? I mean, you said to me in the, in the paddock, I don't think I'm coming back. And of course, then last year you had some problems with your back, didn't you? I hope yeah. you've got a comfier seat this year and hopefully those have been sorted. Yeah. But are you, are you letting yourself think of another season? Um, because obviously you're new to the car, you've got a development with yourself, with the car, with the hybrid. Is, is there a longer term thinking? Do you know, if I was 20 years younger, I think I'd really get stuck in. Um, but the way things are at the moment, and with the band as well this year, we are so, so busy. We've got over 80 gigs in the book, and, you know, we're also gigging heavily in festival season. And so, I mean, we're doing both Carfest, which is great, you know, um, championed by Chris Evans, which is wonderful. You know, we're, we're playing pub in the park. We're headlining Godstonbury, Loudfest, Shipston Proms, um, Todd and the whole festival. Oh, God, there's loads. There's loads this summer. So hopefully everyone can come and see me away from uh, away from the circuit and see what else I do. Um, but away from that, obviously, all the corporates and we're flying left, right and centre. And so with BTCC, it is a hell of a commitment this year. And physically, I'm going to be absolutely at an end. Um, but uh, so I can't really look too far beyond this season. Um, my my feeling is that if if the year is as busy as it is this year, I, I can't I just can't commit physically to doing another season of BTCC. It's this is so time consuming and all consuming, and to give it everything to be part of it, you have to give everything of yourself 
physically, mentally, everything to, to do well in this series. It, it takes over your life. Um, so to do something else, which is equally time consuming, is, is a bit of a, a bit of a struggle. But you know me, 100%, full throttle everywhere, you know, and we'll just see what happens. Weighing up rock and roll on one hand and racing on the other. Yeah, rock and race, you baby. Know, that's, that's the dream of kids all over, <laughs> all over the world, yeah. isn't it? They want to play in a band at night yeah. and race at a weekend. Goodness me, you've got, you've got a good old life there, Mr. Parfit. Do you know what? You, I, I, I will never take it for granted. Um, but like anything, it can all be gone very quickly. So Indeed it can. with music, you know, in our little genre you have to stay on top of the game you have to make sure the band is better than everybody else you know you have to be tighter fitter put on a performance that everyone remembers and um i i approach that exactly the same with racing i give it my absolute all everyone who's ever come and seen us it's 110 percent all the time and um and i'll be annoyed with myself if i give anything less have a really good season. Good to see you back. Thank um, you. Before you go, a little bit of pre-season fun. Right. Um, word may have got around by now. But there's six cards in front of you, all <coughs> face down. You can choose three. Okay. That's three questions which you need to read out and then give me the answer. Okay. I'm going to go for number four, so I'm just turning it over. Okay. What is your favourite racing memory? Um, it would have to be... Um, Obviously, winning British GT. Um, we didn't have the strongest car in the Bentley, um, but that was such a well-fought championship, and we played to the strengths of the car, and we maximised every opportunity. And to actually win and give Bentley their first ever British, uh, well, first ever GT championship yeah. ever is a wonderful moment. And it also meant I was the first ever person to win both GT4 and GT3 titles. So mm. that was definitely a special moment for me. I'm not so surprised. that's my answer. Bentley, a nice name to do it in as not well. Bad. Second okay. question. Let's go for number five. Okay, just turning it over. What advice would you give to a 16 year old me? <laughs> oh, man. Um, don't sweat the small stuff, you know? And um, just when I was 16, um, I could be funny about it. I could give you a funny answer now, but when I was 16, I was very ill with Crohn's and I was very, very thin. And all the way through, I lost most of my teenage years. And at 21, I was, you know, it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And at 21, I was five and a half stone and was in hospital having my guts ripped out. So at that time, I was suffering from all the, the things that come with, with, with Crohn's. And so where normal people, you know, you're creating who you are as a character, you know, you want to go out, you want to date girls, you want to do all this sort of stuff. And, um, uh, you know, I was very insular and because I was insecure about my weight and my things. So back to what I said, don't sweat the small stuff because just believe in who you are as a person and go out and achieve whatever you want to achieve because I'm the living embodiment that, you know, nothing is impossible. Fantastic advice. And your last choice of question. Let's go with number one. Of course. Who's been the most important influence on your racing career and why? Um, it's interesting. Well, the first, the person who gave me my break was Lawrence Tomlinson. Um, so I would, I would have to say without him, I wouldn't have, you know, continued with this because he gave me, he put me in a, in a car in GT5, you know, when I had no money. And, you know, th this was just an, a, an absolute pipe dream, you know. So uh, I would say the fact that I'm here is all down to Lawrence Tomlinson. And you know what? There's a lot of drivers on the grid who've come through the Ginetta ranks. I mean, you've got to give it to him for building such a wonderful, wonderful stepping stone system. Yeah. Tom Ingram, Jake, you know, everybody's come through Ginetta's, Gamble, everybody. You know, it's, it's amazing. I mean, that's incredible testament to yeah. what he's done for British motorsport. So, yeah, LT, that one's for you. Always a pleasure to catch up with you, Rick. Have a great season. Cheers. Thank you.